evening, good evening, and good afternoon. I hope you guys have been having a wonderful week. I know I have, and you know what today is. Today is Super Bowl Sunday. Yes, I am super excited to see who wins the Super Bowl. Heck, I even placed a couple of bets. Who do you think I'm going to vote for? But anyway, in light of it being a sports day and Black History Month, I thought I'd do a little something for both. Now, when it comes to comics, there's not really anything for football when it comes to also coincide with Black History Month, but I found one comic, one of the biggest crossovers, and one of the most famous crossovers that has happened in DC Comics back in the 70s. And this crossover pitted the Man of Steel against one of the biggest, one of the best boxers in history. And you know who that is? That is Muhammad Ali. So, in honor of both it being a sports day and Black History Month, I am going to be reviewing Superman versus Muhammad Ali. Now, this comic was released back in 1978 and had been gone through a few delays. Ironically enough, when it was released, uh, Muhammad Ali was no longer the heavyweight champion. Ironically enough, after that, he won the title back. So, I mean, in 1978, he was still the heavyweight champion of the world. But anyway, one thing about this comic is that it's not a short comic. When it comes to these celebrity crossovers, they had done a few by 1978, but they had been fairly short. This one, on the other hand, was not. This crossover was 72 pages and it was a one shot. So when it released, all 72 pages were released. There was no issue one, there was no issue two, issue three, none of that. So uh, everybody got what they paid for, which honestly, 72 pages. 72 pages for a comic is not a bad it's not really a bad deal it's actually a really good deal especially now i mean shoot you pay about six bucks you get maybe 15 20 pages so back then with inflation i got no idea but one thing also was the fact that they told the story in a way that it made sense for muhammad ali to fight superman on even footing so with enough delay and talking about this comic let's go ahead and jump into this fantastic comic so the comic starts off with lois clark and jimmy following Following a lead that Jimmy received in the ghetto part of Metropolis. I didn't even know there was a ghetto part of Metropolis, so learning new things already. Jimmy was told that Muhammad Ali was there, and the lead turned out to be right. They find Ali playing with basketball with some kids. They go up to him and ask him for an interview. Now, a uh, fun fact, during this time and era, they didn't work for the Daily Planet because it was basically bought up by another company, and now they were going by WGBS, and uh, Clark and Lois were news anchors, uh, Jimmy was still their cameraman, but with a whole different camera, and they attempt to get an interview. Jimmy starts talking about, oh my god, I forgot the film. How could I have forgotten the film? When a portal appears and an alien comes through. Lois attempts to question the alien, but is pushed aside violently. This makes Ali get mad, and Ali punches the alien with a good left punch. The alien falls black, and Clark says he's going to alert the authorities. He goes, and of course, he changes into Superman. He believes that the alien is not alone and is right. He flies above the earth and sees an entire armada above it. He quickly flies down, picks up the alien, who reveals himself to be, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Ratlar of the planet Scrub. Yeah, I, I got no idea what's with the names either. He states that he
he is a part of a warrior race and has come to pit the greatest warrior of Earth against the greatest warrior of Scrub for the fate of the planet. And if Earth refuses, then the Armada will destroy the Earth. To prove the points, he means business, he has one of the ships fire a missile at a island that has people. Superman flies above attempting to hit the missile, but they phase right through him. Superman realizes that he needs to have more mass to be able to affect the missile, so he basically spins making our wind tornado and is just barely able to redirect the missile. When the missile lands in the ocean and implodes, it creates a huge tsunami and Superman uses his might to basically punch his hands together, making a sonic boom to stop the tsunami. Ratlar fires two additional missiles, this time on an uninhabitable islands, which they completely obliterate. When Superman returns to Metropolis, he, where he left everybody, he volunteers, stating that he will be Earth's champion. But so does Ali. They both argue, with Ali stating that Superman is not from Earth, and that an Earthling should be the one to represent them. Superman states that he has lived on Earth for his entire life and has basically been adopted by every country in the UN, something I didn't know either. But one thing Superman also states is that while Ali may be one of the strongest humans around, Superman is superhuman. Ratlar states that both of them are going to fight for the decision to fight Scrub's champion. And if they refuse, bye bye Earth. So the fight will be determined by, of course, a boxing match. Because what else type of fight are you going to have Muhammad Ali and Superman fight? So afterwards, Ratlar gives them 24 hours to be ready. Ali argues that is nowhere near enough time, but Ratlar is very strict about this and has said that the time has been set. Superman grabs Ali and takes him to the Fortress of Solitude so they can train. Because Superman, while he he has fought people, he's not really a fighter. Now, I know in recent comics, he has learned some Kryptonian, uh, Kryptonian martial arts and some fighting styles from Batman, but this is 1978. None of that training he has. He's super strong and that's his uh, buildup. So, he builds a boxing ring where it takes them to another dimension where, let me know if you heard this before, where time works differently. This uh, boxing ring also radiates red sun energy, so he's as vulnerable as everybody else. And I uh, guess how time works there, 24 hours will basically be two months. Now, I get it. I hear you guys in the background. You're going to say, wait a minute, DC stole the concept of the hyperbolic time chamber from Dragon Ball. I would like to point out that the Cell Saga didn't release until 1992, where the introduction was made of the hyperbolic time table. So technically, it was Dragon Ball who stole the idea from DC. Yeah, I, I, I didn't realize that either. <laughs> so Ratlar is made aware of the dimension by his fleet and sends the two robots to go get them since in his mind, they have abused his generosity of 24 hours. Because, of course, when you're told that the fate of the world and you have to make sure you're trained, you're a warrior, you only have 24 hours. Such a nice man. Meanwhile, Ali is teaching Superman everything he knows about boxing. I would like to point out that the comic does a really good job depicting the 
the basics of boxing and how Ali's style is. Two robots appear. Ali distracts the robots long enough for Superman to turn off the red sun emitters. Superman destroys one of the robots and the other points out before it being destroyed that Rotlar will still destroy the planet Earth if they do not arrive on his ship. So Superman puts Ali in an orb and flies him to Rotlar's ship where they meet Scrub's champion, Hyun-Ya or Hunya. Again, I got no idea what's with these names. Ali makes a couple of comments kind of making fun of uh, Hunya, which makes him angry. Superman tells him it's probably not a good idea to berate the dude. And Ali tells Superman that half the battle happens outside of the ring. When you try to get into someone's head, make them mad enough where they don't think about fighting, where they're just going in randomly throwing shots. It's also revealed that the fight will take place on Scrubs where a red sun orbits the planet. So the fight can be fair, which honestly makes sense. Jimmy and Lois tag along and Jimmy is named the announcer of the fight, which is being broadcasted across all of the galaxy. Lois points out that this is probably because they expect Earth to lose and this will probably be more humiliating. Jimmy gives the fighters their introduction. Ali has people like Bundy Brown in his corner, his manager and his trainer, and Superman has Perry White, where uh, Perry's introduction is just Perry White, and Perry comments that he probably doesn't know, and I'm referring to Jimmy, that he was actually a golden gloves holder, which is kind of cool, learning more and more about lore of different characters. The fight then begins, and Superman and Ali fight. The fight is interesting as Ali makes short work of Superman and he dodges a lot of Superman's attacks and counter punches him. And in the second round, he is just wailing on Superman's face, beating him down and Superman goes down in the second round. Menix go and take away Superman, which surprises Hunya because he was told that Earth had no honor that all their warriors were savages. So he was surprised that someone who beat a man would go and make sure that they were okay. Ali is named Earth's champion. And then if things weren't weird enough, Athena, the Greek goddess appears to watch the fight. She is apparently well-respected on scrubs and goes by many different names. Go figure. The doctors state that Superman is in critical condition and needs to be transported back to Earth. He is sent back through a spaceship. Then the match between Ali and Hunya begins. Meanwhile, Brown is seen sneaking around the ship and taking out the guards. It is revealed that it's actually really Superman in disguise and he gets to the control panel because while he was back on their ship originally before they got to Scrubs, he used his powers to kind of look around the area and use his super hearing to hear if something were to go wrong. And he overheard that despite if Earth wins, which they think is never going to happen, they are still to destroy the planet. So Superman decides to enact a plan, goes up to the control panel and mimics Rotlar's voice telling the Armada to come back. So to basically trick them. This plan does not work too well as Rotlar checks on the progress of the ships only to learn that they are returning and he tells them to go back. Meanwhile, the fight has begun and Hunya is basically destroying Ali in the first round. He's wailing on Ali to the point where Ali is staggering back. He goes into his uh, on the rope style, trying to basically dodge, bob and weave every type of punch that Hunya is aiming at him. After receiving a few more punches, Ali turns the fight around 
and begins wailing on Hunya. Hunya is very surprised at this turnaround and is basically knocked back and has been punched out of the ring with one fail swoop. Ali is again happy because this was a very tough opponent and Rotlar is angry and he states and yells once Ali says okay earth is safe he states that it doesn't matter that they won they still have the ships and will destroy the earth Hanya gets up and Rotlar tells him to destroy Ali Superman overhearing this goes and basically tries to take out the Armada and he destroys all the ships after Bobby and weaving the ships himself and basically having them line up in a perfect row so he can run through them all but this damages Superman to the point where he gets knocked out after destroying most of the ships now back during the boxing match they see that Superman is knocked out Rotlar is happy because he's basically saying that they have another armada and will get to destroy earth while superman is knocked out hunya during this destroys the orb that ratalar is in grabs him by his neck and tells him that he is a disgrace ratlar basically tells his guards to destroy hun but they don't move Hunya reveals that they have been misled by Ratlar and that the Earthlings are a honorable race. Afterwards, they get into a ship and pick up Superman. Lois can't believe that the Earth was basically saved by fair play as all three warriors, Ali, Superman, and Hun, shake hands. Hunya reveals that what waits for Ratlar as he has basically been seen as misleading will be a fate worse than death. Afterwards, the comic cuts to a few days later with Superman visiting Ali. Ali states that he knows that Superman is actually Clark Kent. Superman is surprised and tries to deny this fact, but Ali states that Superman made a comment about Jimmy not having film, which is something that Superman would not have known, but Clark leaving to get the authorities would have. The comic ends with both of them embracing and Ali stating, that both of them are the greatest. Now, and that's where the comic ends. Now, this was a pretty good comic. Like I said, I was fairly surprised on the length of this comic. It was 72 pages, and it was well thought out. The fact that Scrubs revolved around the Red Sun was pretty smart and allowed for Superman to actually use his combat abilities to fight Ali, showing that without his powers, while he may be a very muscular and strong person, anybody who is skilled fighter can fight him which is why whenever Superman loses his powers and fights against someone like Green Arrow, Batman, Wildcat, or Alfred he loses because he has no combat experience to the extent where he can go head to head with a trained fighter. Again this was a really good comic and I can't wait to see what other stuff they will have for any future crossovers with a celebrity. I wouldn't be surprised if they did Mike Tyson or did another boxing one. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised they haven't done a football one because that would actually be kind of funny. But anyway, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you guys have a blessed one. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday and I'll see you guys next week. See you later. Sayonara and have a good one. Goodbye.